0: And welcome to the cigar Cast, your weekly one-stop shop for all things cigar-related, including industry news, reviews, and a bunch of mockingbirds, apparently. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Devin. I'm joined as I am every week by Mr. Shane Reeves. Stop mocking me. You're just looking around. Stop. I mean, I hear the birds. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm
1: glad you finally hear the birds. I mean, I, you're the guy that in Hitchcock's, the birds would just be wandering through. What's, what's everybody running away from?
0: Well, if I take my hearing aids <laughs> out, I pretty much I, I just wander through life just blatantly unaware of sounds around me. It's, it's actually kind of great.
1: And, uh, you know, the greatest part about the Cigar Cast for me for doing the show, besides the bump joke, is. The moment when you're doing the introduction, and my brain coalesces to try to think, okay, what am I gonna say? Yeah, because see, yours is already mapped out. Yours That's is right. all there. Yours is getting started for you is easy, but I but and I refuse to do any prep work. I refuse to say, oh, when he talks, I should say this. No, I love that rush, that moment of all of the. Everything, Everything coming together. Everything from the week
0: is just uh, bubbling
1: yeah. to get out at once. Okay, so let's talk about our cigar. You want me to talk about mine? Mine's a dandy. Go for dandy. it. So I'm smoking That's the, funny. Mine's uh, dapper this week as well. Yours is dapper? Mine's mm-hmm. dandy and yours is dapper? Yeah. Huh. Drew Estate launches the Liga Pravada Unico Year of the Rat to celebrate the Chinese New Year. So this is the exclusive mm-hmm. Liga Pravada going today. This is the hottest commodity going today, and I managed to get my hands on one to smoke. Strangely enough, for free. Hey, there you go. (laughs) Anyway. um, And each year of the wrap is a Connecticut Broadleaf capo with Brazilian and Nicaraguan and Honduran fillers. Okay. Or excuse me, Brazilian binder, Nicaraguan and Honduran fillers. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm kind of, I've had a year of the wrap. Okay. Um, now this version, I've had the first year of the rat that was only sold at a hockey stadium for like right. two weeks, <laughs> and uh, strangely enough, I didn't pay for that one either. Anyway, I got I got great connections, man. It sounds like <laughs> it. Yeah, I, I've got this underground cigar network thing whipped at this stage in my life. I think everybody <laughs> should have connections at this point. But um, basically, tasted to me, to me, the year of the rat, the Ratzilla. The Dirty Rat, all kind of have that same flavor. So I'm going to see if this year of the rat offers me something
0: new and unique. All right. What you got? So this cigar was also one that I'm smoking for free. Uh, This was gifted to me by Robbie Lee Roach over at Big Boy Cigars earlier in the week. Uh, I've been burning up the road between here and Camden. I've been working in the office all week and... Goodness, am I glad to be home? But so that gives me an opportunity to drive by that shop a lot more and which is great because he's got an awesome selection for that shop. Uh always a fun time to spend, you know, 30 minutes to an hour burn a stick. Um so he was telling me about this, the El Boracho from Dapper Cigars. It's a new small batch company that's come out that he's he's all about right now. Um you know, very very low strength but but full of flavor is the way that he describes it. It's, it's rated here from Small Batch Cigar as medium plus, um, with some creamy leatherness, which is kind of what I'm about right now. It's got a Mexican San Andreas wrapper over Jalapa, Habano Rosado, and binder, and Nicaraguan filler. Sounds good. Sounds
1: like a lot. Sounds like yeah. a
0: recipe for. It's a very pseudo box press. It's just got a barely a box mm-hmm. press to it. He handed me this cigar on Monday, just FYI, and I held on to it till Thursday. That and and as beautiful as this cigar is, uh, th- that has been a task for me. So I'm really looking forward to this. I, I applaud
1: your willpower. And I got to tell you, there's people whose palate I trust. I trust Robbie's palate. I do too. I mean, now there's people out there who, when they give me a recommendation, I'm iffy at best. Yeah. And, I, and there's people out there who have pure heart and pure intent and legitimately like the cigars they recommend to
0: me. Just our palates are vastly different. Yeah, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But Robbie, you know, he also listens to the show, so he knows what we like.
1: How much did you whack off the top
0: of that cigar? Just Holy, barely cow. any.
1: Holy cow, you gave out that. I don't think there's any cap left. No,
0: look at the- there's still a quarter inch of cap there I
1: don't know you made, you made a pretty aggressive cut on that particular stick I'm, I'm I'm calling yeah but sweep up the other dustpan full of leavings that's down there
0: uh, at all uh,
1: yeah you took you took a pretty aggressive cut that's a pretty that's a pretty deep cut
0: Man. Uh, that's a fairly
1: aggressive cut over there
0: but. I disagree but
1: that's, well, what else that's is fine. Fine?
0: All right. So, you want to jump in the show? I guess
1: so. I guess I can quit complaining about your technique and move on to the data. Florida representatives urge president to drop cigar industry regulations. So, this is an interesting take. In that, basically, the, the all of the Republicans in Florida got together and said, "Hey, the COVID's hit us all hard. It's hit small business hard. The last thing we need is the FDA." coming in and mucking up the works can you get them out of there mr trump
0: yeah well and this this comes on the order on the heels of executive order 13924 um, which basically was trump saying any and all regulatory bodies take a look at your books and see if there's anything that you can ease up on right now anything you can slow down progress on to help get the industry get the economy back online so you know, it, with what's looming over the head, uh, you know, with FDA for the cigar industry, I think that's. I mean, I think that falls under that purview. Well,
1: but okay, but do you do it? Th- I'm sure there's a reason. I'm I now. I am totally the least inept politically of any human being you'll ever meet. I'm way too honest to be a good politician, right? And all, but why would you not use this? this document is a chance to hammer home the premium cigar exemption, which is what you've been pitching from the
0: word yeah. go. Why are we, why are we, I feel like we're diverting focus. Yeah, a little bit, especially because it's coming from one state. You know, this is a perfect opportunity to make a national push. You know, let's, let's show that we're united as an industry you know, from all states, all walks of life, rather than just letting Florida lead the charge on this one.
1: Yeah. Now, granted, Florida's got more more chips in the hopper because of the amount of cigars produced and transported through there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree. I think the um, I, I agree with the sentiment, but I don't know that this is necessarily the most of, the perfect way to do this. I would yeah. li- I would like to see them come back to the premium cigar exemption. And I'll, okay, I want to hit the other big story. And all, because this is going to involve some talking, too, between you and I. Yeah. Kazid Hansosha resigns as chairman of Gurkha. So, why he resigns, the process of the resignation, all that to me is just superfluous. Okay. Okay.
0: So... A a little uh, backstory for the listeners, in case you haven't been following it. um, Hansosha tweeted about a week and a half ago... um, several things that were questionable at best, racist at worst, you know, and commenting on what's going on in the world right now. That's all That's yeah, all we'll, the editorialization we'll agree on the metal
1: ground that they were very insensitive. Yeah. And that really the CEO of a company should, should know to better. have had more sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: you know, these, these CEOs that control their own Twitter accounts instead of handing it off to the, you know, just... Just create an alias and call it D's Nuts or whatever, you know, and then nobody knows it's you. Do, and then hand off your official Twitter to someone in your PR department or your marketing department. Or do what I do.
1: Just have stay a, off altogether? Have a, have a really good friend who is completely impervious to all of this stuff and unload on him once a week. You're not that
0: guy. You're, you're far from impervious. You're very pervious. But... <laughs> I give you a healthy (laughs) dose of alternate opinion to yours so that you can have a considered and examined approach to your thought process.
1: But sometimes I like to just have a sounding board just to hear how dumb it sounds coming out of my mouth. Fair enough. And and you're not that guy. Okay. And and that's okay. I'm I'm happy not to be that guy. Believe me, the guy that is that guy would rather be in your position. (laughs) (laughs) No, but he knows who I'm talking about. But anyway... um, Just have a trusted associate that you can unload these kind of thoughts on, Yeah, and then they're out of your head. You'd be amazed how easy it is.
0: Well, anybody who's worked in customer service for very long knows that sometimes people just want to be hurt. And and this goes, sometimes we as people just want to be hurt. You know, if he's got these strong feelings that he feels like he needs to get out, you don't have to do it in a public forum, especially... If you're in charge of a multinational company, especially if that multinational company doesn't exactly have a great reputation to begin with. So th- this brings me to my question.
1: I think we've amply covered this. My question for you is, OK, all right, boys, Tom Petty, sit down. Go get me coffee. All right, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist that. Um, we're, this is Gurkha. Here's what we got against us. Our CEO's a racist. We just had to throw him out. Our cigars, by and large, suck. Most retailers hate our guts. And we've had shady business practices pretty well through this whole process. Here's what we got going for us. We're outstanding at marketing. <laughs> and all. we're not afraid to blow a little cash on a good marketing gimmick. Right. And all. Um uh, we have hired Mr. Trey Dedman from the Cigar Cast to come in here today, and he is going to save this cigar company. What do you do?
0: Huh. How do you fix Gurkha?
1: Well, so here's... The, so, you, you got to look at... First, you got to make a choice of two options.
0: Are they... Yeah, because... Are they sold on their bad cigars? Like, are they willing to make you know? Because you've got to think they've been making bad cigars for a very long time. They they're very well in bed with the idea of making bad cigars. I don't think you can fix it by fixing their cigars. I don't think they would have that.
1: Well, there, well, but the, we've get we've given you the magic wand. Okay. We have said, hey, we've been trying it ourselves here at Gurkha, and it hadn't worked. We're gonna listen to whatever Trey says. Mm. He's go. He's got the magic wand. Everybody, shut up. Sit down. Get Mister Deadman another cup of coffee, Tom. And let's really break this down. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of guide you through this as I do okay. most things. I'm, so I'm your you're not gonna spirit. let
0: me answer the question. Well, you're I'm,
1: gonna... I'm gonna I'm gonna let you build to an answer. Okay. And I'll probably not the answer I want, but I'm still gonna build you to an answer. Fair enough. So you first have to look at the two options. One, destroy the Gurkha brand. Just never shall that name be mentioned again. Gurkha is now a thing of the past. These are now venomous duck cigars. And slash and burn, total decimation, start from scratch. You got a good marketing budget. You got people that know how to make cigars. But you can, you can wipe forth with a clean slate, a la Crown Heads after CAO bought them. And that's one thing Crown Heads did a great job of. When General bought CAO, they reinvented themselves right. with such passion. So that's one road you go as you try to reinvent yourself with such passion. Number two is the Domino's Pizza route. Yeah, we know our cigars have always sucked, but we're going to start doing better, fellas. And you really, you own up. You may a copa. You say, hey, we made some mistakes, some things weren't there, please give us another chance, help us figure out what can we, what can I do to put you in this cigar today? Yeah. Which path do you take, or a third path of your
0: choice? Well, I think, I think you need to do a little bit of both, but I don't think fixing the cigars without fixing the brand does as much. I think you can fix the brand first on your way to fixing the cigars and ultimately get there. I don't necessarily know that you, you know, scrap the brand entirely, because the thing is, and this is one of the reasons I have such a hard time with Gurkhas, because they have got one of the best names in all of cigars. I mean, the Gurkha soldiers were some of the most feared, and still are some of the most feared, you know, battle participants, and, and you really hate to, you know, what are you going to do, call it the Falklands, you know? <laughs> well... That was a history joke, by the way, Shane. That was. That was was deep. Uh, um, You know, but I do think you have to distance yourself from the past. You know, they've got a great um, relationship with the name East India Trading Company. You know, they own the rights to that. I say you lean heavier on that than you do the Gurkha name.
1: Well, so here's the thing. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. In order to, so if you shut down the Gurkha name for five years and just sold cigars under another name, then a lot of people through the cycle might remember Gurkha fondly because we'll all be sitting around and somebody will say, Yeah, Gurkha had a lot of bad cigars. but Remember that Shaggy? It's a shame you can't get that anymore. No it's true. Remember that Nicaraguan? It's a shame you can't get that one yeah. anymore. Do you
0: remember the original Ghost? That's yeah. A, you know, I say that. Anyway.
1: So is this a case where you maybe lay off the Gurkha name and, you know, maintain all your copyrights, all that stuff, and let absence kind of do it and then someday later you can bring back, you know, now re-releasing the Gurkha shaggy. Yeah. After after you've kind of rebuilt a lot of the bridges that Gurkha
0: has burned. And I and I do think there's room I, I do think you have to do that. But I'm saying maybe what you do is without dissolving, you know, definitely stop using the word Gurkha, but maybe lean on a property you already have, like the East India Trading Company versus, you know, just call it the EITC or something. And it took me way longer to figure out the acronym for that than it should have. Uh, You know, but maybe you do something like that and, and separate yourself from the Gurkha name.
1: Okay. Now, how do you fix the cigars? Remember, you've got the magic wand here. Gurkha needs their needs a line of
0: cigars that human beings will smoke and enjoy. Collaborate. Oh. There that's are, an
1: interesting path.
0: There are so many good blenders in the industry right now. And look at what's happening with Altitus and AJ Fernandez. They can't make a bad cigar. So and I'm not, you know, and AJ's probably busy. If if I were going to call someone to fix my brand though, I would be calling AJ. I don't even know. Where are Gherkas made? Are they Honduran? Um, I don't know. I'd have to look. I I should know that. We just talk about them so rarely. Um, So, but yeah, you you collaborate. Get DPG to come in and do a line. You've already got tons of tobacco, but you're putting them together in a way that most people don't like. Right. Figure out your process. You know, go back to square one. Is it your fermentation process? I can tell you in the case of the Ghost, it is because they all taste like ammonia. Um, is it the blend itself? Is it some combination of the two? What's going on? Um, but I think you, you take two of the, the best collaborative blenders in the industry into your warehouse full of all your tobacco and say, have fun. This is what our inventory looks like. So know that you can't use, you know, this as a binder or as a filler because we only have enough to use it as binder, but, you know, whatever it could. but have at it
1: so you're saying fire the master blender and hire a new master blender yeah at all will basically hire a number of new master blenders
0: yeah do it because because general no I think it's LFD that does that where they have like three or four guys right and it's and it's blending by committee now you you do end up with some camels when you do that but you've heard that a camel is a horse designed by committee Oh, okay. No, I haven't heard that, but that's a brilliant brilliant analogy. Yeah. So you'll end up with some camels, but at the end of the day, you're more likely to come up with something that's widely appealing than something that only hits a narrow market.
1: Yeah. Okay, I like that thought. Um, I think the first thing that I do is I say, okay, how much did we spend last year on our cigar blending, and how much did we spend – last year on backpacks, knives. And um, then flip it. Right. And and switch that inversely. Hey, we're going to focus on product and then we'll start promoting it. But let's not blow a bunch of money promoting a poor product. Let's make a product that promotes itself. We shouldn't have to work this hard. The You know, it's obvious. Look at Padron. Padron don't have to do nothing to promote their product.
0: But at the same time, I think maybe what you do, you still have to promote that it's a new and different, you know, they market well. So I think you need to lean on that a little bit uh, just to make sure that you, you have some momentum behind what you're doing. The other thing with Gurkha is that they tend to be a little bit higher priced for their quality. And so I think a lot of that comes down to how much they spend on marketing. I think they're recouping that. But I, th- I think if you can, maybe you keep the, the cost of production the same. So you don't add, but you don't take away. You reduce the cost of marketing to bring the cost per stick down by about $2 each.
1: See, I'm, that's, that's part of my overall scope. Um, that was gonna be the last thing I would hit. The next thing I hit, is okay as far as our distribution lines are excellent, but we sell too many online cigars, yeah.
0: And we and we damage the brand, right, by releasing crap cigars online that people associate with the brand and then shoot ourselves in the foot because retailers won't bring us in because they're competing with cigars that are three dollars cheaper per stick online even though there were sticks it still got our name on it
1: right you you if you make yourself the online brand if it's Gurkha and El Cheapo cigars on the same page in the Corona catalog you have damaged yourself right and also I think you have to you know go into the online marketing department fire half of them yeah half of you here's your pink slip you're out of here And all, and just get rid of that. You know, tone that way back, keep it very sensible. Um, I don't know that I wouldn't even tie it down to, hey, a brick and mortar store like Corona Cigars. I'm fine with them having my cigar in their catalog. But CI, you're done. CI, you're done. Thompson. Yep, you're out of here.
0: Yeah, and, or, if you are going to because they do make a lot of revenue from their online sales so they probably don't want to gild the lily that bad you probably want to same thing happened to me a minute ago you probably <laughs> want to make a couple of lines that are online exclusives so so your brick and mortar guys aren't competing with what's on with what's online so yes we sell online but it's not a blend that you can offer.
1: Or just call a spade a spade. Okay, you know, have two classes of Gurkha. This is the Gurkha catalog medium fill. This is the Gurkha retail. Right. You know, the same, because Drew Estate has no trouble having an Undercrown line, having a Willie Herrera line, having a Liga Pravada line. And the prices all line up with the quality in those lines. Right. Those lines always, the prices, the quality always lines up in the
0: lines. Yeah. And, and I, th- I think they need to get that under control.
1: Yeah. I think Gurkha does not have that kind of control. And then the la- the last thing that definitely fixes is, okay, hey, fellas, we're going to have to, we're going to have to find a way to sell good cigars at a lower price because that's the only way people are ever going to respect the Gurkha name again. Yeah. They're going to have to be sitting there saying, hey, I paid five bucks for this cigar, and it was amazing. And when they say it's a Gurkha, he's says, oh, it's Gurkha. Here, I got five
0: bucks in my pocket. No, I'll go get you one. It's an EITC. Yeah. It's an East India Trading Company cigar. Right.
1: It's an EITC. And uh, I think you've got to do that. I think you've got to let off the gas in order to set up a future. Otherwise, this company ain't got a future. No.
0: And I don't know how much Sosha was was really doing he may have been what was holding them back. You know, cuz everything we're talking about is something they could have been doing 5 years ago.
1: All I'll say about that is I've heard some tales that were told to me in confidence that make me think that's a distinct possibility.
0: That maybe that the the maybe that's a possibility. And it would stand to reason that the same type of person who has such an ego that he's going to do what he did online is probably the same kind of person that surrounds himself with a bunch of yes men and runs his company the way he wants to run it and doesn't uh, like a whole lot of outside influence.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm thinking more of the lines of the the just wants to be right more than he wants to be successful. Yeah, and And I I think if you look at the
0: brand reputation of Gurkha, that is pretty evident. Yeah, that's pretty evident. That's, you know, that's
1: pretty much it. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. Let's do it. And while we're on there, this is going to be a nerve-wracking break for you because I told you I've got two bump jokes and it just depends on what state your ego's in, which one I use.
0: All right, well, we'll come back with that more after this.
1: Shane here with this week's Cigar Under 8. Sometimes we do it just for the story, folks. I was sitting in the lounge the other day with a gentleman that we all know, sharing a cigar and sharing some time, and he said, you know, I'm looking for the unicorn. I'm looking for the best cigar under 8 on the market, and I don't know what to get. So I took him by the hand and led him into the humidor and put a Charter Oak from Foundation Cigars in his hand. This cigar has a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper with Habano Nicaraguan filler or binder and then a Nicaraguan filler, and um, just an amazing stick. For the money, you cannot beat this.
0: You really can't. I smoke one almost every day. I have smoked through at least four boxes of this cigar. It is one of my absolute favorite cigars. For the price and also not for the price. It's just a really good cigar. Right.
1: You, When you could afford a, bi- a more expensive cigar, you will still pick this cigar. Mm-hmm. Even though you could afford a better cost of one, you will still pick this cigar. And he smoked it and then called me and told me he came went in and bought everyone they had left in the shop. Yes, he did. I, but, was, uh, I was
0: not able to get one for about a week thanks to that.
1: The, but, you know, I don't have a problem with that. No. The high, that's the highest recommendation I can give a cigar when you recommend it to somebody and they just go buy all that the shop has,
0: and all. Uh, and these are hard; they're they're hard to get because they are so good at low cost. And they, yeah, they sell out very quickly. So if you ever get the opportunity and you see one, um, grab a charter. They all. Oh, I should mention they also come in a Connecticut shade version as well. Yeah, I've never had one in the Connecticut, Shane. I keep threatening to buy one and bring it to you. I'll try and remember that for next week.
1: Yeah, yeah po- pony up the six bucks for Shane. All I appreciate right. that. I, I said nice things about you on the podcast. It's
0: true, you did. No,
1: you haven't yet. But. <laughs> I haven't yet, but I will say nice things about Trey on the podcast. There you so go. try the Charter Oak from Foundation Cigars. Welcome back to the Cigar Cast. This is your host, Shane. Sitting across from the man building his own Ferris wheel, Mr. Trey Dedman. Now, I get to explain to you. So, that's a wrestling reference that runs true through life. Stand back for motivational speaking from Shane. So, in wrestling, wrestlers, the world title, the United States title, the intercontinental title all have their own ferris wheel and you get on that ferris wheel and you take your turn and you come out better for having ridden that ferris wheel but the greatest wrestlers the undertaker the undertaker never needed a ferris wheel he built his own ferris wheel and everybody that rode his ferris wheel was better for it so it's the difference in waiting for somebody to give you your turn on their Ferris wheel and deciding to build their own. Your oh, I own. see. And I feel that at this stage in your life, you're doing an
0: excellent job of building your own Ferris wheel. So are you saying that my self-esteem looked like it was a little low today, that <laughs> you had to go with the one that was going to build me up? Is that...
1: Well, you answered your own question in that instead of saying, thank you, Shane, that's, a, that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me in a bump joke, you said, oh, so my ser- self-esteem's low. So I
0: guess you answered your <laughs> own question, Trey, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> I suppose I did. You, you just, thank you, Shane. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me in a bump joke.
1: You know, I, I, I guess you answer, you know, it's kind of like when my, me and my mother, my mother will say, where are you going to put the hot water heater in this house? Nowhere. Why would you heat hot water? Right. <laughs> well, you know, the water heater. It's the water yeah, heater. It's exactly. not the hot water heater. But she says hot water heater. So it's, it's, some things are self-evident in life. Fair so enough. I so guess, I guess it doesn't pay to be nice to Trey oh. <laughs> is, is the moral of our story oh, here, that's folks. that's funny. But I do believe everyone out there should be looking toward building their own Ferris wheel. When there's wrestlers that do it, it always turns out amazing if they have the skill. Now, not everyone a, has a skill. It's a lot. No, everybody's got the skill. It's just are they too lazy to use
0: it? Um, but, but there are some career wrestlers that benefit from the Ferris wheel. Oh, and oh they may, yeah. And they may have the carny that stops it while they're at the top a little bit longer than, you know, for some other people. But they benefit from that cycle. You know, you but you look at guys like John Cena, and and I would say he's a guy that built his own Ferris wheel based on what he's been able to accomplish outside the ring, both with charity and making a name for himself.
1: Well, the the famous story of John Cena um, is Vince McMahon had all the talent in the meeting, and Steve Austin had just left, and Vince McMahon says, "I want someone to be the man who has the nerve." To step up and be the man. And John Cena was the only man that stood up. Really? And Vince put it to him. He put the test on him. And every time he tested Cena, he rose. I hate Cena as a wrestler. I love Cena as a human being. Right. He wasn't like The Rock. The Rock had so much natural talent. The Rock came with half a Ferris wheel on his back. Exactly. (laughs) And if you've seen him lately, he could put a Ferris wheel on his back. Yeah, now he's got a
0: whole fairgrounds.
1: Yeah, now he's got a fairground on his back. But... John Cena worked it. He got it over the hard way. Big E Langston, Xavier Woods, they got over the hard way. These guys are guys that have worked and did it the hard way. And I think build, the building the fer- your own Ferris wheel is an analogy for doing it the hard way. Because you were in a great position, mm-hmm. working with a great company. You could have stayed there, but you chose to step out and go from good to and great. And go the hard way. Yeah. And also... Congratulations on starting to build your own Ferris wheel. Well, thank you. Speaking I, I'm sure
0: it's tough. I know I know this isn't the wrestling Park podcast, but I did see that Dusty Rhodes would have been 75 today. He seems like a, a guy that you would have been a big fan of. I love the dream. American dream. Son of a humble plumber. Um,
1: no reason that man ever should have been as good as he was. And then... What most people don't know about Dusty Rhodes is 90% of the wrestlers that we see today were mentored by Dusty Rhodes. He when his time on the Ferris Wheel was over, he started helping other people. Yeah. He started helping other people build their Ferris Wheels. Yeah. Drawing plans and showing them how it's done. And all. and that that's just uh, yeah, love him to death. Yeah. Couldn't can't say enough nice things about the the American Dream. But anyway, okay, now I guess we can go back to cigars now that we've, we've right. motivated our listeners. <laughs> Anybody out there that's not currently building the Ferris wheels off to the Home Depot to pick up some two-by-fours? There you go. Year of the Rat. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. It has the complexity I've always looked for in a Liga but never found.
0: Oh, wow. That's high praise.
1: You know, the, the standard Liga Provada has a lot of strength and a lot of flavor but not a lot of complexity. The Dirty Rat, the Ratzilla had a little more complexity, but still kind of too heavy on the, they, they hit the recipe right. This has the complexity and the flavor that I'm really enjoying the far out of.
0: So the El Borracho, Robbie told me that it was a good breakfast cigar. And so I, I am probably doing it a bit of a disservice by smoking it at five o'clock in the afternoon. That being said, I am really enjoying it. Uh, I would love just a hair more complexity from it, but taking it in mind with where, how, how Robbie thinks it best fits a palate, I would agree that, that maybe this is one to come back to as the first cigar of the day. So it's a little mild. It's a little mild. It, yeah it's
1: it, and, and that's that's understandable and that's and mild cigars have a great place in my life
0: no they do mine too and I will say the retro hell on this thing is phenomenal so the flavor is is really really good
1: yeah you can always tell a lot of a mild cigar is always going to be a better retro hell yeah and all. so, also all right let's talk about an aficionado article and uh, I really like the angle aficionado took on this the 2020 Father's Day gift guide. And all, But they didn't name, okay, you want the screw pop keychain cutter, and you want this, and you want that. They took a different road, a road that I really like. The road for people who don't know their dads that well. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe
0: know their dads very well and have a lot of money to spend. Well, that too. But I mean, some of these are just a little devoid of personality, if that makes sense. Um, But we'll get to that when it comes to it. Okay, so first thing they mention is of
1: course a Fender Player Series Stratocaster. This is a narrow market. So you got to have a father that plays guitar, right, and plays it or, well enough that he can play this guitar or has always wanted to. But if you you don't start with a Fender Stratocaster
0: if you're going if you're just starting in the guitar game. I think don't you start acoustic? Uh it depends on the person. You're going to learn electric a lot quicker cuz the strings are lighter. Um, but the acoustic is a bit more um, rewarding because of that, that that warmth of sound that you get out of it. Um, I will say, though, you know, the Player Series Stratocaster retails at about $700. If you, if you have the kind of family where a $700 Father's Day gift is kind of a normal thing and you've got someone that wants to get into playing a guitar, always has, maybe just retired or something like that, this is a great starting point I mean because you know with musical instruments you don't always necessarily want to start with the cheapest. you want to start with kind of middle of the road so that it so that you don't outgrow it or get frustrated with it. you want something that's going to allow you to uh, to grow into it in, in so that it's not holding you back or frustrating you as you try to learn.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. You de- you definitely, you all, which generally in life, you want to start in the middle.
0: Yeah. You don't
1: necessarily want to start so much to one extreme or another. There's nothing worse than the the guy that this is my first cigar. I'm going to come in here and smoke the best one they got in. Right. But that being said, I have to tell this story. Um, one of my dear friends, I knew her since high school. I know her kids, know her husband, wonderful lady. She messages me this week and says, my son has told me he wants to smoke a cigar for his 18th birthday. What do you recommend? So we're talking about 18th birthday, definitely the first cigar that has ever touched this young man's lips. And I'll, and there's a couple of different concerns that go into this. Do you get them something that's so good they're gonna be hooked? Do you get them something that's so strong they're gonna turn green? What do you get? And also, this is the cigar he's going to remember for the rest of his life. Right.
0: And I'll... You get him something good. Because by by virtue of the fact that his mom came to you for the recommendation means that she's not trying to teach him a lesson. You know what I mean? If she were, she would go to Walgreens or the drugstore and, and get a, a white owl. But no, she she's giving this an honest approach. And so I think you owe it to, to do something... I don't always necessarily agree with the automatically go for a mild cigar on the first cigar. If you go with a Corona or a Robusto, something that doesn't have a lot of mass to it, you you can stave off that sickness uh, just by reducing the volume. I think a, an illusione is a, a good option for that. You know, I, I don't hate the... Perdomo 20th Anniversary Connecticut for that, Um, but it's not as showy a cigar. Now you see,
1: your last statement hit on exactly what I went for. I brought him a Cuban Monte Cristo Number Two. Okay, yeah, the the legendary Cuban Monte Number Two, and all because here's the thing: if this is the only cigar he ever smokes, then at least he smoked a Cuban. Right. And it since he made it his okay, this is my birthday goal. Um, I think I've you know, and I had some Monty's laying around the house, and I said I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give one of them. Got him his own cutter. Went and bought went and got one of my little plastic cutters yep. that I have a million of. Gave him his own cutter. Gave him a box of cigar matches, low sulfur, uh-huh. long cigar matches, so that he can do it upright. Yeah. So I've, I and I went, think that's as
0: important as the cigar itself.
1: Oh yeah, so I went from for the legendary aspect of this cuz this has obviously been a goal and it speaks tremendously well of his parents that he was able to say to his mother I want to smoke a cigar. He didn't feel the need to hide it from her. He didn't feel the need to right. sneak out. It didn't, it speaks very volumes of very well of his mother that he did that and it was my honor to be able to, to help them in this endeavor. Yeah. So that's kinda of way. Okay, back to
0: Father's Day. cat's uh, Father's Day package, yeah. Don't get him meat. See, well and that's kind of where that that's that's one of those things that made me kind of say that about you don't know your dad really well. You don't know your so you get him a package of, of cured meats and pickles and mustard and stuff. That's the kind of thing he can do for himself.
1: Right. Yeah that's and and that's the yeah, I, I think that's a
0: terrible ideal. Now, the next one was one that you liked and I was not a big fan of. And, and from a practicality standpoint, it's it's a zero on a scale of 100. Um, it's the William Wilson X Seamus golf ball markers. It's, uh, it comes in a little uh, Stuart Tartan bag, and they're apparently handmade by a blacksmith. They're metal. You know, I, I like the idea of this. Um, but practicality-wise, I agree. It's not much of a gift because how many ball markers do you need? And if you leave the house without one, you just use a dime. Well, and think of the—I ju- I just don't see. So when
1: I envision blacksmiths and all, will definitely envision a dwarf with a li- nice long beard reaches to about mid-navel, um, a, a big hammer, uh, you know, a totally disproportionately almost comically large hammer, and an anvil that he's standing on a stool to reach the top of. And when I see him punching and sparks flying off, and then when that moment of reveal where he dips it in the oil and pulls it out and it's a golf ball marker... (laughs) That that leaves me somewhat unsatisfied yeah. as to what
0: he's doing there. <laughs> the other thing is I don't know how much forging is really needed for a thin metal disc.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking a good blacksmith knock out three hundred of these a day yeah. with with a very little amount of sweat. I'm I'm thinking, you know, a, a hippie from West Covina blacksmith could make these. I I want something hammered out by a dwarf if I'm gonna have something
0: in my blacksmith. And I'll, um, I'm skipping ahead. Oh, wait. I just realized that one of these is $35. The bag is an extra $55. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm skipping ahead because
1: I don't want to cover this article verbatim. You can go right. to Aficionado and read it yourself. Traeger Ironwood Series Pellet Grill. I'm a huge fan of the Traeger. Yeah. The Traeger for me is, um, I love my Traeger. And I, if something happened to it tomorrow, I would be going to buy another Traeger. Because you know, some gr- some items you have in your life, you like them. But if they broke, you would probably use that opportunity to go get try something a little different. Yeah, I love my Traeger. It's so easy. It's so good. It works every
0: time. Yeah, and I. So can't go wrong with the Traeger.
1: And I'll... Um, what one so, Well, like?
0: I was going to say the next one, just because the the Rome Jaunt carry-on luggage. That's another one of those things for me. It's a $500 suitcase, first of all. And I realize a suitcase... If you're the kind of person that travels, uh, one that's going to last and is well-made, it, it is worth paying a little bit of extra. Um, but I just don't see the value in a $500 carry-on bag as a Father's Day gift. It just doesn't... No. Uh, unless there's a, you know... Um, especially because we got we we got a carry-on bag uh, as a wedding present and it's great it's made by wrangler it was less than 100 bucks and it has a cup holder and a charge port for your phone in it now that's how you do a carry-on bag the problem is some places won't let
1: you get on a plane with that charge port in your bag it's a carry-on oh okay it's a carry-on it's not it's, a check luggage right okay well then that makes sense Okay, the one that you're—I'm going to rely on your expertise on this one, since I'm still nursing your crippled ego. <laughs> the Turnlink B71 folding back—is a folding back
0: ever worked? Yeah, um, they've gotten a lot better, and to the point that I've actually considered getting a folding bike for you know playing around town when you go to the like when we go to the beach we stay in a a little neighborhood that's very bikeable and that's how we get to the beach and to the restaurants and stuff like that so this is great for that but i also just upgraded to a much bigger car i don't need a folding bike anymore um that helps they have gotten so much better um if you live in a city, if if your dad's the kind of guy that commutes on a bike, these are great because you fold it down when you walk into the office. It doesn't take up a full cubicle. You know, I've commuted on my bike before, and it it a bike takes up a lot of room. And so, no, I think that I think that's great. And there's a bike shortage in in the world right now because with all of the quarantine, isolation, uh, safer at home orders, a lot of people have discovered and or rediscovered cycling as a fun. Hobby and a way to get a little bit of exercise and spend time with the family. So no, I, I actually do support that.
1: Well, for, first and foremost, I won the bet, and I, we had a running bet as to how long it would take you to mention the new car on the podcast. I, I took the over of twelve seconds, so I won that bet. <laughs> and I'll I won't tell you who the bet was with, but you probably know. Um, so just, just for the record, Shane's the winner. But. Um, the next one goes from your wheelhouse to my wheelhouse, the Columbia River Knife and Tool M4002 Knife.
0: That's funny. I was actually going to request your expertise on this one because that's not a brand I'm familiar with. $110 for a pocket knife doesn't seem that ridiculous to me.
1: No, that doesn't seem out of the realm, out of the range of what a pocket, a good pocket knife will run you. Um, so, But let me tell you something. There has never been a better all around knife made than the Buck Stockman.
0: The three yep. blade Buck Stockman is the standard. Sounds like an insurance agent. Buck Stockman here. How's buck your Stockman. life insurance? <laughs> yeah.
1: What can I do for you? But the Buck Stockman three blade knife, you can pick them up at Bass Pro Shops for 20 bucks, yeah. 20, 30 bucks. And I have a buck. And I love my Buck knife.
0: Oh, I've I'm, got the little single blade. It Fits in my pocket, great. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, the Buck. It's, it's bad that I know the model names of all the Buck knives. I carry a, a Buck extract, and I'll and have for years, at least until I wore one out, and then my wife had to order me one on eBay because she couldn't find it. Um, you, they don't sell them anymore. But Buck knives, you can't go wrong. You can buy your father and know, what, know if your father needs a knife that he can open with one hand or not. Because that's the downfall of the Buck Stockman. That's why I carry the extract. is because extract is a one-hand opener. Right. The Stockman requires two hands to open it. Yeah. And all, But if your father's an old retired guy and has plenty of time to sit around opening his knife, then the Stockman's the way to go. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely the Buck Stockman. Is there? I, I hate that we're doing the podcast right as everybody's leaving. I know. So, so everybody on the pod, sorry that you're having to hear every vehicle crank that leaves this parking lot. Their lack of flywheel
0: control. That's right. Um, the next one, the Macintosh uh, wireless loudspeaker. Now, this is not Macintosh the same that of Apple. This is a different brand. Um, it's a $3,000 wireless loudspeaker. And I just have a hard time believing it's worth that. But I will say, a Bluetooth speaker is is a great gift for any time of the year for anybody. If, especially if you do work out in the yard, or if you got a wood shop, or some other thing that that they they're great.
1: Oh, I have four or five, and I'll including a um, waterproof speaker that I paid like twenty bucks for. That's a completely waterproof Bluetooth speaker, which yeah. is great. And I will recommend if you're gonna buy your father a Bluetooth speaker go waterproof always yeah go go one of the heavier duty more outdoor hold up models cuz that's where he's going to be using it yeah like you said in the wood shop or in the you know while he's fishing or something like that when he can listen to what he wants to listen to so yeah i like the i like that much better than the ideal of a 3000 dollar speaker but okay wanna move on real quick got two more little articles to catch And this one's for you, Trey. Okay. Stunning results at the Cigar Smoking World Championship Stay
0: Strong season. No, they weren't. There's never, (laughs) has anything been stunning at the Cigar Smoking World Championship? They're smoking
1: via Zoom. So I, I assume they just make you stay on Zoom
0: all at all times with your cigar. That just seems like I guess I would I would hope that the cigar has to stay in frame at all times.
1: I, yeah, I would.
0: It Seems I, like it would be really easy to cheat.
1: Yeah, I would want some sort of Bluetooth device that's stuck into the cigar, relaying me information about heat and heat and humidity and light and everything like that. I would have to. I, I would think this would need to be much more complicated than. Hey, we're on Zoom. Yeah. Everybody did. Can we just? Can we just quit?
0: Yeah. Can we just shut down CSWC? Someone someone set a new world record at 227 minutes, which really makes me think that there was some some cheating involved. Uh, you know, all of a sudden you've got some. Uh, there's got to be some way someone figured out to to milk the system. But yeah, two twenty-seven. That's let's see, th- two three hours and forty-seven minutes.
1: Nice piece of math work there. I, I won't check your math. Those at home check his math. But yeah, um, just doesn't seem to me. One, it ruins smoking a cigar for me. And two, I just um, I, I don't see the the point. All right, last article I want to hit i got to hit this one. The WHO called the WTO's ruling declaring generic packaging tobacco legal as a decisive victory for global health. This is from Explica.com. Is it Explica or Explica? I have no idea. Anyway, so this is out of Australia. Who described a decisive victory for global health where they decided to put all the cigars in Australia in plain olive drab packaging? Have we solved all the problems in Australia? I guess so. So if your, your house is burning and wildlife is dying in the distance, at least when you reach for the cigar to light on the flaming corpse of the koala running around, you can light it. You, you, you're not going to make some kid want a cigar because it's in olive drab? I mean,
0: Yeah. I, I don't if get anything, it. that makes it look more forbidden, which is going to draw them to it, or at least it would to me.
1: Yeah, I just I, I don't get what the what the change in packaging does other than I think it's like so many things we talk about, it becomes a foothold. Yeah. Well, we got this, how far can we push past this? No,
0: I, I completely agree I with think,
1: that. I think that's all this move is. I think it's stupid. I think it's silly. Cigar boxes are beautiful. Cigar labels are beautiful. They put a lot of work into doing those and doing these elaborate, pretty boxes. I mean, the one I'm smoking had a gold foil wrapper on it and all. They they have some very pretty stuff. Wow why, why take why all that, that away? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think you're accomplishing a darn thing other than just making yourself a nuisance to cigar smokers everywhere. Yeah. All right. I'm ready to pronounce judgment.
0: Seven. I had a feeling that was coming.
1: It's a seven. It's worth it. They're hard to get. They're hard to find. And even with that restricting this cigar, it's still worth the trouble. That's good to know. And it's not better because it's
0: harder to find. It's just that darn good. Yeah a stick. What about you? Uh, I'm going five and a half. It's a really good stick. And I think I'm, I'm going to be back through that way next week. I'm going to pick up another one and save it for a morning cigar and, and see how that tickles my palate. Well, how do they get a hold of us, Trey? You can reach us at facebook.com slash thecigarcast, Instagram and Twitter at thecigarcast, and info at thecigarcast.com. Well, thanks
1: everybody for listening this week. Until next week, have a great cigar and thank well of us